Rainbow Wrap-Up is sponsored by Hawaii Sports Fans. Come join us for every UH football game on the road at hisportsfans.com. Aloha and welcome to another rainbow wrap-up from Kaneohe. We got the party going on in the background, um, but it's another beautiful night here. And I'm with my boy, Sean. What's up, Sean? What's up, Wayne? It's Dance Party USA. <laughs> and it feels like a dance party because, you know, we'd be celebrating a huge win. And of course, we got to bring in our boy, Ryan. What's up, Ryan? Hey, guys. How's it going? It, it's late for Ryan. I mean, it is a little late. Ryan, <laughs> a little bit. coming in from Dallas, Texas, he's going to be there in Laramie, Wyoming, going to join us. I'm still here, like I said, on island in Kaneohe tonight with Sean. Uh, we were at an amazing game this past week. We're going to talk about that, of course, beating Air Force. Um, something we can definitively call a big win and uh, something we're excited about. But we're also going to talk about the trip to Wyoming um, and what... You know, a win streak, if, if possible, and if we can extend it, what that could mean for the rest of the season. Um, but like we said, we are Hawaii Sports Fans. Come find us, hisportsfans.com. You're going to be learning about a few of our upcoming tours soon. So just leave your emails because we're going to send out a survey for those that might be interested in a Japanese baseball tour, which we're really excited about. Of course, right now, Hawaii men's volleyball is in Japan. We plan on being there in June um, if you want to clear your schedules out. And speaking of Hawaii men's volleyball, we plan on being at the NCAA men's volleyball championships in May. Um, that's going to be a tour that's going to go on whether Hawaii makes it or not. So um, for those that just love volleyball as well, the NCAA championships will be held in Long Beach, which is kind of an unfortunate thing. But hey, what can we do? Um, but we are going to have a new center this year at Hawaii Men's Volleyball. We're going to have a lot of new players. Um, so we're going to, you know, just hope for the best. But right now, it looks like things are, are really fun for those people. I don't know if you've been catching. Yeah. If you guys following. saw. Yeah. Following Jenny. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to our, our girl, Jenny. Um, and shout out to the dance party behind us, you know, going on. Uh, but we're going to have a bunch of tours coming up. Not just that. Going back to Hawaii men's uh, Hawaii football, especially next season, we'll have um, Sam Houston will be going out there. And who knows? We, we've been hearing rumblings about the Oregon game being moved to Vegas, which I, I think will happen, in my opinion, because it just makes so much sense, especially financially. You know, I think UNLV <laughs> could win the title as well. They're bowl eligible. Yeah, they're already bowl eligible. Yep. So, you know, and that's the kind of trajectory. That's what we talk about on the show, trending and trajectory. And those are the kind of teams, you know, trending. Um, but that's another story because uh, we're going to talk about this Nevada game. But we're going to let um, Ryan talk about as well some charities that he picked out, um, especially from Colorado Springs and from Maui. Yeah. So, uh, you know, three, this is the third to last one, right? Um, but yeah, Air Force being in Colorado Springs, I, uh, I found a group that is based in Colorado Springs, but it's actually a national organization as well. Um, but it's called uh, Angels of America's Fallen. And uh, basically what they do is they help support children who have lost a parent uh, in military or first responders. 
And I'm not sure how updated the stats are on their site, but it actually it says over 16,000 children have lost a, a military or first responder parent since 9-11. So that's a lot of kids. Um, and what they do is they just help fun, uh, healthy activities, whether it be music or sports, and they actually support them all the way until they're 19. So if it's, you know, paying for, you know, sports leagues or lessons or stuff like that, um, as, as well as things like equipment and, um, you know, maybe instruments. Um, and they also offer scholarships, things like grief counseling. So it's like a full, you know, support team. Um, so shout out to them. And then uh, for Maui this week, uh, there's a group called Malama Maui Nui. Um, and they just kind of, you know, they're, they're a group that just, you know, puts together, hey, when their help needs, in a, you know, a certain spot, you know, they, they try to fill those needs. So well, the last project they were working on was actually a pickup and drop off for uh, appliances. So if you were affected by the fires, you could actually, you know, dispose of, you know, things like refrigerators, you know, large appliances like that. Um, and they've done stuff like uh, free uh, vision eye exams. I think they did that in October. So, you know, cool little group that's doing something over there. Thank you for that, Ryan. <laughs> we like to keep the party going. And the party is surely, <laughs> I don't know if you can hear out there in the interwebs, but we got a party going on in Kaneohe. I feel like they party a lot. You know, Sean and I are from Mililani, which feels like it goes to bed really early. So. Right, right. Maybe Kaneohe, it's, it's just a lifestyle we're not used to. or We're not, um, you know, privileged to have where you can have all kinds of late night parties and dance parties, but... Uh, mahalo to Gaia Mashiro. We're going to shout him out. He'll be there in Laramie, Wyoming with us. And tonight he's cooking us some tonkatsu. Um, and he is unbelievable. Just, I know. Tonkatsu. It's so good. Like, I don't, his recipe, yeah. it's I won't be, give out the secret. Yeah, it's going to be on my best things I eat this month. Is, like, oh, is it twice fried? Is it twice fried? Twice <laughs> he's got, fried. He's got a whole set. Twice, twice fried. fried. Twice oh, yeah. fried. Okay. <laughs> and he sets it on the side, you know. But if that's going to be on Sean's best things he ate this month, <laughs> you know, we're looking forward to as well Sean's best things he saw this month. And I think, well, let's cue Auntie first because it's time for Sean's report card. All right. Well, about a month ago, I was feeling really bad because I was giving out Fs. But, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to give this one. Offense, B. Defense, A-. minus. Special teams, C minus. Coaching, I give an A. Ultimate Warrior, Peter Manuma. And projected win total for the year is five. I still got him at, still got him at five. I, I thought it was a absolutely genius game plan. The fact that they came out and they possessed the ball, uh, it was short hitch passes, you know, high percentage. Uh, Shager was 75% for the game, which is just incredible. He wasn't just chucking it down the field for 50 yards. You know, it was very precise. He only had like 175 yards, but he's like very efficient. I thought it was a great game plan to, to take out Air Force. Giving them the lead and then um, just get letting the defense rest it was very uh, critical, to, in, in my opinion. So it, it was great. I, I loved it. I was, it was shocking, too. Absolutely shocking. Well, these guys sure like to keep us on the edge because we've been asking for these kind of performances all year. And Ryan, I mean, <laughs> they waited until people were calling for heads. Yeah. So I don't know what that says about this team, but that's just remarkable to do what they did. Um, but with that being said, before we, you know, because we know that it's a big win because this week we're going to call it a big win, but putting it into context for us from your perspective. You know, I think that, 
you got to give a lot of credit to the coaches and, you know, you've read in the media this week, this whole push the sled, you know, the stuff that they're really trying to do with the guys, but I mean, they came out strong and aggressive and it's a, you know, hats off to the coaches for the schemes, like you guys said, but you know, the, the guys came out to play and that was, you know, really nice to see. Um, and yeah, I was just, I, I was probably just as surprised as you guys watching it, you know, from Texas over here. Um, you know, I, I don't want to take anything away from the defense either, but we did play Air Force's second and third string quarterback. You know, their uh, their first string was hurt a little bit in the Wyoming game. And then after like an MRI, he was like bouncing around. They threw him back in against like, I think it was Navy the week after. Uh, easily one of their top players on their team. So, you know, hopefully from an injury side, you know, he gets better and all that. But, you know, this is a guy who has multiple track, you know, Mountain West title championships. So, you know, there, he's definitely a guy that would have given us a lot of problems. Um, but, you know, we protected against dive, which is, you know, their their uh, Air Force's biggest, you know, play. And then, you know, we did give up a couple large passes. But for the most part, you know, we held them really well. Everyone stayed at home. Um, yeah, you know, it's a pretty impressive game. I heard Keanu Alapa on the radio today, and he talked about keeping it simple because that's what they did really in, in June's time for the defense. But a lot of pressure. And we talked about this last year. And, I, you know, Ryan, we were sitting together at the San Jose game. We're just going to point out this game because we were in cover two and just like one safety had just no clue. I mean, you could tell that they were unsure before the ball was snapped what they were going to do. And they got caught in no man's land and they got a ball thrown over their head. And to be able to have the freedom as cornerbacks, as DBs, as safeties to just blitz, to just put pressure on, to just focus on one man. I mean, that definitely, I think the scheme shortening up, shortening up the, the, the parts where it seemed like, you know, you're just thinking too much or you can get to that place too, where you're doing all these reads, but it just seemed like they were in a, Free or flow. Definitely Peter Manuma, regardless of what defense he's playing, he just feels confident because of the way he plays. He plays with a lot of joy. I wish I could play. You know, when I was in college, I had that ability to, you know, just put things into perspective and play as hard as you can every game, regardless. And that's something I think that's great that, you know, Sean made him his ultimate warrior because he did. He does play like that always. Um, there were some, like we said, putting things into context. Some of those, those interceptions were some the floppiest looking balls ever thrown into the air. So, uh, you know, I think Air Force gifted us a lot, but starting with the first possession, to me, the best first possession of the year. And that was before they even scored the touchdown. I was satisfied with the possession. Yeah. Just because five minutes, we were already had the, we still had the ball. We had already picked up three first downs, I think, at that yeah. point. And we were just, like we said, Sean was saying, just picking up the short gains. And finally, we know we're seeing our quarterback Shager feel more comfortable. Our leading offense. rusher, yeah, you know, yeah. that long yeah. run that he had was perfect, and that was the right time to do it. And he, you know, maybe early in the year, he probably never thought about no, he that. Wouldn't have tucked, yeah, he wouldn't have tucked in. So that's what I'm saying. We all said this about the entire, all the players, but also the coaching staff as well, is that they're going to learn across the season. Hopefully, they learn fast enough. And what's what we're seeing is. It's starting to settle in. Like the game is slowing down. That's what happens when you're, especially when you're in college um, and you start playing, right? You, it just seems so fast when you're a freshman and the game just slows down. It feels like it gets slower. It doesn't, obviously. It's just that you're not as panicky as a player or, you know, as an mm -hmm. athlete, you're not, you're not overthinking anymore. You're just letting things come to you. And 
Shager just let that play happen. He let the defense overcommit, and he saw the gap open, and he just took it. And um, that's a sign of maturity, and that's a sign of someone that's been in that position a lot and made the wrong decision. And yeah. so that's why it does. You know, that's why seeing Shager, like I said, I saw him cry after a game, you know, <laughs> right after I took a picture with him. And it's not easy to see anybody cry, especially – uh, when you feel like, you know, you want to help them out, but he's had a lot of pressure on himself. Some of it is warranted. He's a quarterback. That's what happened. You got to take pressure too. You cannot just take the good. You got to take the pressure, but this is something for him, this offense has clearly been a puzzle for most of the season. And he's starting to, you know, at least shorten up the places yeah. where he's deficient before. Oh, we've been, we've been saying, you know, kind of like the lack of swag that he has, but when uh, he took that, that dive at the end of the first half and he took it in and then he sprinted off the field and he was, he was bumping chest and he was, you know, talking, talking some smack. So I, I, <laughs> it was nice to see him like that. So I'll take yeah, 175 I mean, and 75% over 450, you know, and a loss any day. So definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, with him, you know, there are a lot of times where you're, not questioning him, but, you know, we'd see him on the sideline. Maybe it was him and another quarterback just kind of standing there away from the team. And I think we've seen some growth this season as far as him really being a leader, you know, emotionally, not just, you know, on the field. Uh, you know, I was talking with my buddy uh, David here at lunch and we were talking, you know, there's a lot of part of about just being a game manager. You know, you look at a lot of like SEC quarterbacks, they don't have to throw for 400, 500 yards a game. Um, he was talking about our, our buddy from high school, you know, Greg McElroy. He threw 11 passes in the 2010 national championship, only 11, because that's all they needed. You know, of course they had a, you know, giant run game um, that year, but yeah, I mean, you know, Shager has, has had some really nice games where he's thrown for hundreds of yards and, a, and losses this season. So being able to, like you said, Wayne, slow it down a bit and just, you know, take what the defense gives you. And if you, you know, got to take off and run, but I think that's been the biggest thing over these past two weeks is that defenses have to account for him running. You know, we've been joking for the first half of the season about that RPO. We're like, why even fake the handoff? Because, you know, 99 times out of 100, he didn't run. So, you know, definitely good to see that from him. Not just him running, though. Our running back core finally coming through. And I won't say finally because I don't think it's on them. I think it was Cordero. on our coaches. Cordero was nice to see. He yeah, David Cordero, he runs hard. Um, not the biggest guy, obviously, no. but runs like one. Uh, we saw Vipulu uh, yeah. get a touch or a few, a couple. Mm -hmm. um, and then we got Landon Sims. Yeah. But, of course, while we're talking about the running back room, we also have to bring up that we are losing another running back. Yeah. Najee, Brian, LA, and... Um, ouch. As ouch. <laughs> at the same time, after a big win, I don't know about announcing it like it feels selfish a little bit i want to be honest and I, yeah. i'm not calling him out because i don't want to call him selfish i just don't know if he i don't know i don't know the timing just seems weird to me and I, I, it's not even that i blame him for leaving if he feels like leaving you know what it is on him but that video that was posted to instagram that uh, espn collabed and didn't take off they did take their collab off i think <laughs> they just thought it was like another video but the way that the video was made was very much like a walk like I'm leaving kind of a thing and mm. I don't know I don't know am I taking too much from that video right now? no I mean yeah the the timing is odd I mean you know we did talk about the season how they kind of kept his injury I think he had a foot or ankle injury kind of quiet for most of the season and then you know he's been around and and you know he's one of the guys being where we sit at home right 
I mean, you see him, he's standing there high-fiving the entire team as they come out, you know, in before halftime into game. So, you know, I think that, yeah, there was, a, you know, a, some form of leadership. I don't know if he was as vocal with them, but, you know, you could see that with him. So, yeah, it could just be a playing time thing. I mean, his his carries, I mean, you know, I had one carry last game. He's only had two or three tops, you know, per game all season. So, yeah, not really sure if it's just like, hey, I don't have a role with the team anymore or whatnot, but, you know it is what it is when it comes to the transfer portal. And, you know, for us, it's next man up. I mean, we have a lot of men though, right? right. Don? right. <laughs> is, I think he's slated to graduate and he's going to be a grad transfer. So he'll have one right. year yeah. to play one. Yeah. So it does, yeah, it doesn't hurt yeah. us that. So. I mean, I don't think, uh, to be honest, like I don't, I'm not, I don't feel like it's going to hurt us because I'm, I'm happy with the room we have. I think, I'm sad to see people like Jordan Johnson leave because I think he had room to grow even yeah. and within our program. Um, but Brian Lundley, um, I, I believe that he saw the handwriting on the wall, just a, just way too many, mm-hmm. you know, not enough carries to go around for the amount of people in the room. And everybody is basically almost the same level, you know, like they all right. have about the same right. amount of strengths and weaknesses. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, None of them stands out. I mean, we would love to see a Lendell White, Reggie Bush duo come out. Like, because the Vipulu, I mean, like, if he got faster, because that's how it was with Nate Lawa and Reggie right. Maui. I felt like, mm-hmm. you know, we could have both those guys. And definitely when we when we can put a fullback in on the goal line, like, like those are the things that we can do to win that may not be run and shoot, but who cares? And that's what we're saying. Like, I don't even care about the run and shoot. Like, in my opinion, like, I'd rather win. Like, Sean's saying, mm-hmm. yes, I'm not saying that Sean doesn't want to, sh- I'm not putting that into your mouth, Sean, but I know what you're saying is like, we don't need the gaudy passing mm-hmm. yardage. Yeah. We don't. Mm-hmm. We just need to win the game. Efficient. Yeah. And yeah. that requires yeah. game management, which is what is on the coaches to do. And I, I just mm-hmm. feel like this, this game really stood out to me. It was a game plan to win. It wasn't just yeah. the recycled, we're just going to chuck it up. Yeah. So I was just really happy yeah. to, to see that. And it just... Yeah, brought a smile to my face. It was very shocking. We we actually won the time of possession by about 30 seconds. But, you know, if you told me that at the beginning of the game, I was trying to map out a, a way that we could win this, and I couldn't get to it doing my my uh, show me Saturday, you know. And, <laughs> and this was just – it was an utterly shocking. It's a sign, – you know, the signature, the best win in, in the Chang era and – yeah, I, I I give us a puncher's chance in in Wyoming. You know, we're, we're, they're hot now. Yeah, it, it's a baffling month. You know, they played yeah. so terrible the against New Mexico and who was the other one? New Mexico and San Jose State. San Jose yeah. State, and then to turn it around and play so good against yeah. Nevada and I I can't remember. Oh, it was Boise, not yeah. Nevada and yeah, and um, yeah. But I think what you're saying, yeah, I mean, we're trending at the right time. Like, we're, yeah. we're going into the last two games of the year. You, I mean, how Momentum. great is it that you won the last two games? Like, yeah. so with that being said, that's the best chance. Should we be favored against Wyoming? Probably not. No, we're, and we're, we're not. 13 are we? point dogs. <laughs> okay. not 13 and a half we're, today, yeah. Like, should we be confident against Wyoming? No, but I totally mm-hmm. agree with Sean that we have at least a puncher's chance, especially... Yeah. When we just won two games and we have confidence and we won there the last time we were there. Yeah. I mean, people forget. Of course, it was a different coach, but it was a team that really had not much to lose. A lot of those players, unfortunately, left the team and, you know, were on to greener pastures for themselves. But 
I think that uh, my, Wyoming, we have a chance. And for Colorado State, we definitely have a chance. But I'm not ready to say we're going to win both games. And I'm not even – I don't even need Coach Chang to win both of those games. I just need him to keep looking competent so that I can be trusted with him next year. Because I do – I do, like I said, even before – even before we won beat Nevada, I said I think he deserves to come back just because mm-hmm. of how terrible of a shape. <laughs> but now you want him to, you want to be like excited about him coming back. But and speaking of I'm excited, I was like the enthusiasm off the off the bench when the offense or defense would make big plays was yeah. just it was totally different from what we've seen all year. Like they were they were really just were celebrating and happy for each other and just going for it it was really nice to see you know and i don't want to be the guy i'm not i'm not speculating but i kind of am but i'm saying like <laughs> sometimes you need to have personalities personalities leave the team to mm. be able to gain, gain that cohesion i don't know if that's the case with players mm-hmm. leaving but addition by subtraction you know i also think that you have to it's hard to keep team morale high but these players play for coach shang they really believe in him and um, even when we've seen guys yelling at Coach Chang after a game from the sidelines, heckling, you know, you see the players defending him and yelling back. And so they definitely have his respect, which is, is important. But, um, you know, I'm not ready to, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that we can get out of the cellar, but we're still in the cellar. You know, when, when mm-hmm. we get to the tier of the Mountain West, the mid-tier, then I'll be ready I to stay. I think the power rankings, they had us eight. You know, we we were like... We're at the top of the cellar now. Yeah, so. but we're still in the cellar. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, and that's nothing to be proud of to be at the top of the cellar. That's what I'm saying. Like, right. Yeah. But a lot of us do. I mean, I'm not saying we do, but some of us like to drop the standards constantly to be like, we're in the top 115. Like, bro, come on. Like, <laughs> we're not, we're not we're talking about those bottom, things we're anymore. We're not bottom 20 anymore. No, I'm just saying you, but I'm saying like, you know how people like, oh, wow. Well, somebody's going to give her own shout out. We have to shout out, you know, she's... <laughs> She will not be going to Laramie, Wyoming. She took um, a break from the dance party. She is <laughs> going to be going to Kansas City, Missouri, though, as as I will be, and um, and Orlando, Florida, to see a couple teams. But um, maybe she'll be there. Um, oh, she'll be there at Senior Night, so maybe you can give your say hi. To, say hi to a few Sean Senior Nights. Yeah, I just want to dap up the defense one more time, stuffing the the dive play stringing it out on the sidelines, taking the quarterback, taking the pitch man, crashing, crashing down on the line, making big plays, scoring a defensive touchdown. It was yeah. marvelous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They also ran run the same play every time, therefore. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but they got variations. They go, they you know, go I mean, I'm just trying to keep us light. Like, I mean, they're, they run the same play over and yeah. over and over yeah. again. We know right, because we saw that <laughs> under that was, Bob Wagner. I'm, I know, and I, I, and I yeah, Coach yeah. Coach Jero, I shot him out again because I was like happy for him after the game. I was proud of him, and he looked very proud walking out of the stadium. Like, and he deserved to be. And I, like Sean said, he's right. He called a really great game, and um, I'm just saying, like, the good thing about where we are right now, in my opinion, is that there's still room to grow. Like, even if we don't go to a bowl game, which is actually still possible, you know, even if we don't like. Every win still means something because, you know, it's not like you can just give up. This team is not – this team had no expectations anyways. 
for me, four mm-hmm. wins was the expectation. We already got four you're, wins. You're, you're mm-hmm. not in the bag. No, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, anything gravy, for me is gravy. gravy like, I'm happy. Point, you know? But even if mm-hmm. we lost the next two games, I'm not going to well, go crazy. James you know Madison and the two other teams had their waiver denied. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah. They're in a two-year transition from FCS to FBS, even though they're 18-3 and three since they moved to FBS, playing mostly yes. FBS. Yes. I mean, those guys have won in the two years that Timmy Chang is coached. They've won at least... 900 times as many FBS games. So, uh, and that's no shade on coach, obviously. It's just the fact that this is how good some of these teams are that are coming up. And that's why you can't afford to be mediocre, even as a group of five. Being being group of five is mediocrity already. Right. To be the mediocrity of the mediocre <laughs> is kind of where it's like, come on. You know what I mean? And that's why we don't, we want to be relevant. That's where we're trying to be is relevant on the national stage constantly. Like Tulane is relevant even, you know, like, you don't have to be in the conversation. You just have to be relevant. You have to be someone's going to put a scare into teams, you know, and like Oregon, we weren't going to put a scare. Okay. And they're a really great team, obviously. But I mean, even Stanford, we kind of put a scare into them. And even though we're kind of at the same level as them, but they never were even that worried. And they were not even that good. They just ended up making one or two more plays. But on the other end, we saw games like New Mexico State, which I was always happy about because that's actually a legit team that's going to a bowl game. And our team had to take the game over. Like they didn't, like you said, Ryan, they didn't like in this game, they played to win from the beginning. You gotta have a winning game plan from the beginning of the game. Even if you're playing Oregon, even if you're playing Michigan, you have to think like how can I so, win this? So game? how do we beat Wyoming? Like what's what's the game plan for Wyoming? I mean, they're bowl eligible. At least this game's not at night. It's not going to be freezing cold. It's going to be Maybe cold. Maybe not very thankful this game's not at night. <laughs> yeah. Well, now that every team in the Mountain West has at least one loss, um, there's a lot of them play. do. Yeah, there's yeah. more to play at yeah. now in terms of the MWC Championship, especially now, right, that there's no conf- there's no divisions, so it's yeah. going to end up with the top two teams. So Air Force could be there again, but... If they played like they played against us, they're not going to be there. Yeah, I mean, Air Force is taking on Nevada or um, UNLV, UNLV this week. Yeah, and I can, I, yeah, I don't want to be the bad. Yeah, the, I don't want to be that guy. But also, Arizona State. I mean, Air Force is probably going down. I mean, it just seems like their season is going down the tubes. Like, and the way they played, it, they're in some was, trouble. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, this this win is great for us right now, but it might not look as good in two weeks if Air Force gets slaughtered. But then again, they still can win the Mountain West Championship. I just don't yeah. see it. With Fresno State know. still in the mix mm-hmm. with two losses, San Jose State, yeah. believe it or not, is still in the mix with two losses. So yeah, yeah the Boise is at four and two as well. Yeah, so. they're bowl eligible. We only have four belt bowl eligible teams in the Mountain Boise West. fired their they coach. Fired their coach. That's that because that's their standard. Wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. it must be nice. Yeah. Well, Ryan, I mean, yeah. one thing is going to be your first time going to laramie i mean <laughs> are you excited about that Ron? uh i'm not excited about my 5 45 a.m flight on friday uh but you know at least it's it's a trip that'll be fun um you know be good to you know hang out with you and you know Fisha's parents and you know i i think the altitude is going to be an adjustment um you know i know that the team's actually going to be in denver for a few days and they're going out to laramie on friday so you know, Denver, Mile High City. So they have another 2,000 foot elevation going from Denver to Laramie. Hopefully they adjust okay over, you know, basically a 24 hour period, right? Um, so yeah, it'll, it'll definitely be interesting with that. 
you know, the, the weird fact about Wyoming this year, I don't know if you guys saw this or not, they've won every home game and lost every away game. So wow. hopefully, yeah, hopefully uh, we can, you know, buck that trend. But that's, for us. <laughs> that's, that's but crazy. it's a very interesting trend. No, but they, know, played, they played Texas and Austin. Is that where they yep. play? Oh, wow. Yep. Yeah, so they lost to Texas, Air Force, Boise, and UNLV all away games, but they oh, won yeah. everything. Those are all home. those are all better teams, though. I mean, for sure. <laughs> no, I mean they are, but yeah, yeah. I mean Wyoming still our first game actually. Kusha and I went there, 2017. Josh Allen. I don't want to. That's the only time we're going to mention that guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, because you know, this team, you know, <laughs> turnover. This team himself. has four losses. <laughs> okay, no, we're not going to talk about the Bills or the Bengals or any other AFC contender. To you they're, know, the they're not Bruins. really a contender though. I know that's like, not right now. Okay, let's keep. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we can pour it on the Bills. I don't mind on the show, but you know, we do probably have some Bills fans out there, so we don't want to make them feel bad. But Josh Allen to make them feel bad. Mm-hmm. For what he did to us in overtime, Nick Rolovich was a coach that game, and we had a pretty good game. I thought, that game. I, I thought we had that game, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. we've had some moments there in Laramie, and this trophy, uh, where this this rivalry means a lot because of a trophy, the Paniolo trophy, as well. Not necessarily just because of the trophy, but there's a pretty cool story about Ikua Purdy who went from the Big Island to Wyoming and won the rodeo. A Hawaiian boy came out of nowhere. And it's like a, a cool legend and myth, and the, the trophy is based upon him. And um, you want to learn about the uh, the history? Go look on the Hawaii Sports Fans YouTube. I gotta reshare it, um, but I put it on our Twitter, our X at HI Sports Fans. <laughs> um, but we did a little special about that Wyomina, Wyomina meaning Wyoming in Hawaiian, because um, there's a really cool story about that. So that goes back to the Paniolo Trophy. Hopefully, we'll. We're going to do some of that, uh, a little bit more discussion around that, around the rivalry, around UH football in general, and also uh, maybe even my 100-game streak. So Ryan and I are Sheesh. starting are starting <laughs> to countdown. You know, yeah, this is going to be game uh, 98 in Wyoming, mm-hmm. and then 99 Colorado State, and then 100 Oregon next year, unless it's a bowl unless- game. <laughs> I mean, there's a mulligan, then everything changes, I guess. And it's a, it's a good end. I mean, I would love that cherry on the top of a 100th game. Oh, excuse me. 100th game being a bowl win would be awesome. But at the same time, like, you know, over the last eight years that I haven't missed a game, it, it you know, this is the fourth coach. I think I've seen attendance drop even from the beginning. Obviously, we're in the stadium when the streak, actually, when my streak started, it was the worst stadium attendance we ever had at Low Stadium. Um, but then there was some light at the end of the tunnel when Nick Rolovich came and, you know, that, that has been the high so far. Uh, we're hoping Timmy can bring us those same highs, but it's, it's a different era. And that's the thing. Timmy is battling conditions within college football, within the NCAA, um, mm-hmm. with name and image and likeness, with the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. The athletic department, <laughs> yeah, with his own administration, with his own, with administration. His own state legislation, <laughs> lots but, of issues, you know. But I think that, but, but he, yeah, he's he's battling through it all, so but we're still solidly behind him, definitely. Any last words, Ryan? We'll see you in Laramie. <laughs> yeah. I think we all picked Wyoming to win this one, and you know, we all picked Air Force to win as well for a reason, though. I mean, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. there's a reason we picked them. The team shouldn't feel bad about 
you know, their their most ardent fans picking against them. It's honest truth. I mean, nobody wants them to win more than we do, yeah. obviously. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, you can't win every game, especially when you're not. I'm a Chiefs fan. I don't expect them to win every game, and I don't freak out when they lose to the Broncos or the Lions. Like it's the NFL. Like that's that's how it is. You can't win everything. You just got to trend in the right direction, and that's what we want for UH football. We don't want mm-hmm. we we want to we don't want to sputter out of this year, but. Four and seven is already way better than two and seven, like a way better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so we're happy where we are, but all we want to see is just hope. further progress. There's you know, hope. hope. Exactly. Yeah. Keep generating hope because the offseason is long and you need a buzz in the offseason. You need people talking because last season, no one was talking mm-hmm. offseason. There was no buzz, nothing new, no novelty. So Timmy Chang is going to have to bring in buzz and that's going to be with splash hires it's going to be with splash mm. recruits yeah. splash splash kind i mean kind where it's on the front page kind. and that's what we mean and that's the kind of thing that guy off the top of the diving board yeah flip flop belly flop kind. yeah so that's what we're saying the road is still steep and we still need to you know think about the bigger picture but dang it it does feel good to win it does feel good to celebrate and that's what we've been doing all week long mm. And that's what we're going to be doing on our way into Laramie, Wyoming. So make sure you watch Saturday, Hawaii Rainbow Warriors, Wyoming Cowboys. Breakfast with the Bows. Breakfast with the Bows here in Hawaii. It's going to be a 9 a.m. start. We're going to be there in Laramie with me and Ryan and and Guy and Lynette. Then, Um, And our boy Damien is going to be there. Shout out Damien. We saw him in Reno. And whoever else comes, come, come say hi. Uh, we always love meeting more and more Rainbow Warriors uh, nation. I heard, I heard there's a Hawaii sports fans charter from. Oh yeah, Colorado there Springs. is a Hawaii. I mean, maybe be on the Hawaii sports fans charter that is being co-chaired with you, United Airlines. <laughs> but if you are, then you'll be on that private, semi-private charter with the rest of us. Yeah, um, private. Uh-huh. Fifty. There's only fifty seats on it, so you know. Yeah, thirteen are <laughs> occupied. So. I give everybody a shirt. I mean, that's also another conversation, but uh, we can make our own little party. So we'll see what the pilot says. But in any case, it's not very far from Denver to Laramie, but it is pretty far. The distance that UH has to make up in the Mountain West, but it would be huge, even bigger, even bigger if they could beat Wyoming on the road. But huge win for this past week with Timmy Chang. Congrats to the coach and the entire staff. And we're looking forward to another big game this weekend. For Sean and Ryan, this is Wayne. I'll talk to you folks next time. Aloha. Go Bulls. Go Bulls. So what's so different about Hawaii sports fans? Hey guys, this is Wayne Cueto, and that's a question I get asked a lot, and it's a fair one. There are a lot of great local companies that will take you on the road, get you game tickets, transportation, airfare, and hotel. Yes, we can do all of that too. But the difference here is an extra layer of detail, an extra layer of personalization, an extra layer of premium amenities and adventure that you can't get anywhere else. Starting with our group size, we usually never go above 24, usually around 12 to 15, and sometimes only two to four even. It doesn't matter. Whatever size, we're gonna give you that experience. We're gonna give you a foodie adventure. We're gonna make every moment count. There's no dead time. And of course, you're always gonna be well-fed and always eating very good stuff. I just guarantee you that. But here at Hawaii Sports Fans as well, we want to make you feel like family always. And that's something that is hard to do for most companies. 
who are proud to do it here. We can't wait to have you on the road. Join us at hisportsfans.com. Rainbow Wrap-Up is sponsored by Hawaii Sports Fans. Come join us for every UH football game on the road at hisportsfans.com.